ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome back to another edition of That's Entertaining. It has been what feels like a long time because as you know, dear stalwart listener, our last, what was it, three episodes? Yeah, it was three weeks ago. Yeah, we've been, we pre-recorded those, we went on vacation, we set them up to release on a schedule, and they did, so servers worked, yay. And there were some extra little uh, podcasts I peppered in there as well for some extra seasoning, just to make sure that you didn't feel left out at all. But now, we are back. After vacation, ready to talk again about a Marvel movie, Ant-Man, kind of taking a little bit of a, a, a break from our Mission Impossible discussion, but Alex is joining me yet again, and he's not the only one. There's someone else in here. Well, not someone. Something else in here that's making a return visit. Dushai. Oh my gosh! I was like, <laughs> I was looking around the room. But who was in here? <laughs> that's right, Mountain Dew Dushine. Yet again, I. So actually, this is the last bottle I had of that four pack, and I was like, this sounds really good, and it sounds appropriate. Does it age well? You know, it ages a little. It, it's graceful. Still carries a little bit of that. Do flavor. <laughs> nice and smooth, right? That's right, nice and you're smooth. You're really trying to get that sponsorship from Dushine, aren't you? I know, right? Come on, Mountain Dew. I know you're listening. <laughs> um, so, what you been entertained by, Alex? What you been up to in these past few weeks? Well, vacation was great. It, it's been a while since I've been on a real, like a, an extended vacation. It's not just like a weekend here and there. So to be on a real vacation, I kind of forgot what it was like. And just as I was getting into it, it was over. Mm. So it took a little bit getting back. Um, I was out on a cruise ship, so I didn't really have a lot of access to internet and movies and stuff like that. So I haven't been doing too much. Obviously, video gaming has been, you know, Destiny, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, just watching movies here and there, um, I'm pretty entertained by Arrow right now. Um, thick into the second season, um, Parks and Rec. I started watching. So that's, that's a good show. I, I've been boycotting it for a while why? because I don't know why. Because people have been telling me that it, one, it's bad. It's not as funny as The Office. Like, and I really love The Office. So if you watch Parks and you Rec, you haven't been talking to the right people. That's what I'm starting to realize because I absolutely <laughs> love Parks and Rec. It's so you good. can't replace Steve Carell with uh-huh. Amy Poehler. Well, it's it's a different type of show. It is. It is. I mean, same kind of concept. Yeah. The way that it's filmed, being a mockumentary. And, you know, some of the characters I relate better to in The Office. But I think the supporting cast for Parks and Rec is so much better than The Office. So I have to ask you a question. I think I know the answer. Okay. Is the reason why you're starting to go ahead and watch The Office because you love Jurassic World so much you can't get enough Chris Pratt? I, I didn't even know Chris Pratt was in it, but Chris <laughs> that's why I continue to watch it. I was like, I got to see Chris he Pratt. Is, he is so good He's in that show. hysterical. And I can't believe that he hasn't been famous sooner. But, like, he's popping up everywhere. I just mm-hmm. watched a Top Chef episode the other day, and he was in it. Him what? and Anna Ferris. They were the guest stars or the guest judges or whatever. I was just like, Chris Pratt, you're everywhere. <sighs> it's great. He's awesome. I, he's, he's one of my favorites right now. Um, but other than that, I've just been, um, you how, know. How many times have you seen Jurassic World so far? Uh, four in two different countries. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, I saw it uh, with my fiance when I went out to visit her on my vacation. We uh, we made a, a point when we were in Canada to, to hit up a movie theater and, and see it, and she really liked it. It was one of those movies that I had to see right when it came out, and she's not here, obviously. 
Um, but if I didn't see it with her and she didn't get to see it in the theaters, she would have killed me. So mm-hmm. I'm really happy that that worked out and we got to see it. And, Good. Yeah. What about you? So I too have been traveling. Obviously, um, it's been a, a long. Been a while. Just, just for the record, you did go like pretty much the same places I did, right? Pretty much after me. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I planned it before you. You did. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I went out west. You know, flew into Seattle. Uh, drove up to Vancouver. Went over to Victoria. Came back down to like Port Angeles area, and then back out from Seattle. Um, unlike you, I think my vacation was the perfect length. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't feel. Like, it was too long or too short. Because, like you said, like, just as you got into it, it was, like, done. Mine, I think, just as I got into it, I went to Victoria. And I mm-hmm. was good and then kind of was able to bring myself back to reality by right. coming back to the States in there. But And then how many days were you officially on vacation? Was, like, officially 10? Officially on vacation? I was out of this area for... since the 13th. Yeah, I almost forgot what you looked like. Well, yeah. I don't look right right now either, just so you know. Uh, I guess I need sunblock when I'm just walking around outside. So, uh, yeah, I have a little bit of a burn right now. Um, but you got hit by that thorn in Destiny, huh? <laughs> you know... Sorry, I'm just... That's, it's the only game I play. I gotta... You gotta make reference yeah, where you can. Whatever. I mean, you got so few. <laughs> so, um... Uh, but yeah, I've been, been traveling. It was excellent. Went, uh, I think, three nights in Victoria. So I went to Seattle, uh, did some work out there, stayed there for two nights, uh, went up to Victoria after that, uh, started my vacation officially. Three nights in Victoria, I'm sorry, three nights in Vancouver, two nights in Victoria, back down, stayed at Silverdale, uh, Washington, Okay. and then uh, flew out uh, the 21st and came back home. So Good. it was an excellent trip. Did see Ant-Man out in Seattle, actually. At the Pacific Science Center wow. uh, IMAX screen. Sounds so, fancy. Uh, I don't know if it's fancy, but what better place to see that movie than at the at a science center? Yeah. I mean, but we'll talk about that more in depth yeah. later. So, but yeah, been traveling. Uh, been excellent, like you. It's been a long time since I actually took a vacation. Uh, I I completely. I turned off work phone, or I turned off turn off work email on my phone. Nice. That's way. I to haven't do it. done that in a long time. Uh, I was very, I didn't use the like, social media as much as I had been, mm-hmm. so I was kind of stepped back away from there a little bit. Uh, I did a couple posts here and there, especially like when a, when a show posted, just to kind of keep that sure. going. Um, but for the most part, I only used my phone to check out like places to, to go do things in, you know, where we were. Yeah, definitely. I, I didn't, it was great, right? I was able to take it out. So a sign of a, of a good vacation, right? You, you forget about work. You're able to at least forget about work for one day. Right. Right. It's hard to do. Um, and then you forget what day it is. Right? Yep. And then you just have a good time and you have lasting memories. Those are the signs of a good vacation. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm happy to say that I, I, I got all three checked. Yep. That's great. I'm glad to hear that. I kind of figured by the one post that you made that it said, you know, that you need to stop and see the sights every once in a while. Don't forget, because life is so crazy all the time. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to just stop and just, you know, kind of take a breath and just take it all in for yeah. a second. And so that that post that I put up there was with a picture, and it was of a sunset. That was uh, when we were crossing back into Port Angeles from Victoria uh, on the ferry. It was a beautiful, beautiful sunset. And just, you know, you got to remind yourself to just slow down and yeah. 
appreciate what's around you, you know? Not in Peoria, but yes, I know. There's there's beauty to be found everywhere. Okay, you know. sure. Yeah, there, I agree. there will be. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't have the stellar views that we have been used to in the past. It, know, it's but. true. Yeah, there are not too many sites to see in Peoria. And I almost said I agree with you, but then I stopped myself and realized I don't agree with you. It's just Peoria is not that great on sightseeing. But you just can't compare the sites that at least you and I saw in the Northwest. Right. It's just. Yeah, I mean, I personally love mountains, and the mountains out there, it's just breathtaking. It's, just, yeah. it's amazing. I told my wife, I'm like, hey, you know, whenever you're ready to move away from Illinois, this area, like yeah, Colorado, absolutely. west and north, I'll be good anywhere. Absolutely. And, I mean, in, the, in you know, when it gets cold, you can maybe travel somewhere a little bit warmer well, so or something, and then in the summer, it's just, like, the most beautiful weather. Yeah. Like, we when we were out there, it was probably, like, a heat wave, actually. It was, like, 82 or 85, once, wow. which didn't get up there. I know, right? <laughs> but that's Here, really hot in them, Peoria, though. it was, like, 100-something. People were freaking out. I saw people walking around shirtless in Alaska because it was 82 outside. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're like, you have no idea. It rains almost every single day here, and, you know, on a good day, it's, like, in the 60s. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is, like, summer. Like, you know, we're going to go to the pool. I'm like, I'm freezing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's awesome. It, it was a excellent weather. I couldn't ask for any better weather. It didn't rain a drop while I was out there in Seattle or oh, anywhere in the Northwest. That's all, you got very, very lucky. I heard yeah. it rains very frequently up there. Yeah, that's what I hear too. But I think they're lying to us and just trying to keep everybody away. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the real action yeah. game. If there's anybody in the Northwest that listens, go and confirm or deny that rumor for me. <laughs> So aside from travel, let's let's get into more of the entertaining things. But I gotta say, like it was it was just great. It was a good trip. I'm good. I'm glad you had a good time. Um, before I left on vacation, I was trying to beat it, but I didn't quite get to it. Uh, I played probably about ninety percent of the story of Arkham Knight. Okay. So, um, played through that. It's it's a good game. A lot of people think it's like game of the year and stuff like that. But having played Witcher and then following up with this. Witcher is a better game all the way around, in my opinion. It's okay, completely better. Different subject matter, different sure. mechanics, obviously. It's a, it's a different game. But if you have two games that you say are Game of the Year contenders, and it's Arkham Knight or Witcher, my vote would be for Witcher at this point. So, like I said, I still 90% of the way through Batman. I haven't completed all the storylines and sub subquests yet. But, uh, Arkham Knight, Witcher, think... and Destiny, we think, are yeah. like the, the three that Destiny came out last year. Oh, did it? Yeah. yeah, but they have a new title disc coming out this year, though. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. That's, that's just an expansion. Anytime Destiny does something, <laughs> it, they have to be up there in GOI. Oh, I have a question for you. Are you okay. getting the, the new disc with all the limited edition stuff, or what are you doing? No. See, they're going to release... Okay, here, here's another thing that I like. Okay, they're releasing new content, but it's kind of like World of Warcraft-esque in the sense that they're going to release it for a sub par price of like it's not going to be the full sixty dollars you can buy if you already own destiny you can just buy the the new expansion for forty dollars which will subsequently pay for itself when you add the extra twenty dollars for the two expansions on top of that but i'm probably going to go all out i'm not i'm not i don't need like the extra like you want those shaders don't you uh, a little a little bit i'm, I'm gonna refrain from it though but because i do still own a, a, a disc copy of it i'm gonna actually buy the sixty dollar version digitally so I get the digital disc. I can get the digital download on my Xbox One, so I don't need the disc anymore. Mm-hmm. And then the content is digitally unlocked for the new expansion. That's my plan going for what I'm going to do. But and I've been meeting, honestly, and I want to at some point, but now I have a ton of games. They have the Ultimate Game Sale. I think, I don't know if it was before we kind of did our recordings or after the last time, but mm-hmm. I bought a ton of games 
And so I'm, I'm stocked up for my extra life stream in, in November for the next and everything nuclear else. Holocaust, for, I know. Yeah, everything. <laughs> but if we don't have power, then I guess it's on me. Right. But, uh, so I've been playing Arkham Knight, and hopefully I'll finish that within the, this weekend. So now um, are you going to go through and do all like the side content? Is it worth it, or did you just want to get through the, the main? I wanted to get through the main story is that, first. Is that always the objective? Not always. For this particular one, it was because I, there's a lot of conversations that are happening on forums and places that I don't want to go venture into them because I want to know how the story ends. So, side quests are merit. different. Yeah. yeah. Side quests are different. Main storyline, I want to know, I want to experience it the way it's meant to be presented. Okay. And then I'll go into those forums and those be able to talk about the spoilers kind of stuff that you can have those discussions. There's been a lot of good story twists. A lot that if you're a fan of the Batman comic, you saw coming a mile away. Um, but one legitimate good one. But I, I'm not going to do any spoilers or anything yet. That could be another episode like we did for The Witcher, which while you were gone, uh, I did a Witcher spoiler cast because I figured oh, really? you weren't... Okay. Uh, I wouldn't have been uh, spoiling too much of anything. Yeah, you'd have been like, uh, the first area is called White Orchard. I got Orchard. through the training. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I killed the Griffin or whatever it was. That... You traced, uh, yeah. tracked down the Griffin. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, speaking of that, there have been since, uh, well, I think mostly since we had these little truncated podcasts, um, there have been some extra ones I put out. There were two entertaining chats. One with, uh, uh, well, actually both of them were with comic book artists. Um, so check those out. They're actually pretty cool uh, mm-hmm. discussions. Um, and then I did the spoiler cast with uh, Jared for The Witcher 3. and got to beat it in like 40 hours or something like that. Beat it in 40 hours? Didn't Jared beat it, oh, The Witcher, in like 40 hours know. or something like that? It was like, like 70 or 80 or something like that. No, oh, it was okay. like 112 or something like that. Okay. Less, less impressive? Okay. <laughs> That's right. But there's nothing to get back to the the Arkham Knight, which you were talking about. I guess the point I was trying to make was there's nothing to be said about the quality of the game because you just no. decided to go f- straight through the story. Yeah. The main storyline. Quality of the game is one thing. So here's one thought that I'll share that's not a spoiler at all. There is a Batmobile in the game. They advertise the heck out of the Batmobile, mm-hmm. obviously. It's on the cover and everything. It feels forced a lot of times that you have to use a Batmobile here. Uh, where there's solutions that you think that you could probably have presented differently mm-hmm. as Batman, you're you're taking your Batmobile down sewers and weird things, and it's just hmm. I don't know. There, there's some cool stuff that they can do with the Batmobile. There are some legitimately neat parts, but I I feel like it it's it's shoehorned in almost. Could you have to use, use the Batmobile to get to specific there locations? Are, yeah, yeah. There's specific spots in the storyline that will wait until you have you know, this adapter for the Batmobile now. And yeah. I can do that. Which I understand the whole plot driving forward with that, but it just feels shoehorned in a lot. Yeah, maybe they didn't think enough players would use it often enough, so they had to force it in. Or they, you know, they wanted to justify putting it in there. It's like, oh, we're going to have all this stuff for it. Yeah. So it's a good game. Um, a lot of people think it's the best in the series. Like I said, I haven't I haven't beaten it yet, but uh, I think City is probably better for, for my... Uh, personal taste, but we'll see when we get there. There's a lot of cool stuff that's happening in this game. I would have to play City again, but City was really good. They're all good games. So, yeah. um, so if the extra podcasts were out there, uh, hopefully uh, you have enjoyed them, dear listener. Um, spent a lot of uh, a lot of good time putting those together for you, and there will be another one, an entertaining chat, releasing soon, if not already, 
I may actually release it today after we record because I've gotten it done. I edited it last night and everything put together because I was still on Pacific time zone. You know, I still I went to bed at like two o'clock because mm-hmm. I was like I couldn't sleep. Yep. So I was up editing a podcast last night. Uh, it'll be entertaining chat with Jimmy Mack. So River Force Radio's Jimmy Mack. It's a good name, right? That's right. Jimmy Mack. That's right. Can't go wrong. It's classic. It's it's easy. Rolls off the tongue. Rolls off the tongue. You remember it. That's good. But yeah, it was a great discussion with him. Uh, so that will likely be released before this podcast. So uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the entertaining chat with Jimmy Mack yet, give it a listen. He's a podcast veteran. I mean, he's been doing it for, for 10 years. So uh, We're getting there. We're getting that experience. We're in episode 32 of, of our uh, show here. So I guess we'll slowly but surely, maybe sometime, uh, get to that mark. But uh it was interesting listening to some of his stuff. And he's a huge Star Wars fan, too, so oh, we nice. talked a lot about Star Wars. Honestly, our, our conversation could have gone four hours with just talking about Star mm-hmm. Wars easily. It felt like it could have, but I had to rein in a little bit to make sure we didn't go too far uh, on the, the time. And then while we were gone, too, Amazon did their whole Prime Day thing, which, <laughs> I mean, they spent a lot of money advertising that thing, man. Right. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it. Uh, I did. But they just... It didn't really... I bought three things from the Prime Day, and then one thing just because it was on Amazon cheaper than it was in the store. So I bought a Yeti microphone. Nice. Which is going to replace this current one that we're talking on right now. Uh, so hopefully if you if it sounds better in the future, you know why. <laughs> uh, but I'm currently on a blue Snowball microphone. Nothing wrong with it, but I just figured I'll, I'll, I'll upgrade, get a, uh, get a Yeti. And I also got, I think it's the... Uh, the extended Lord of the Rings trilogy Blu-ray set was nice. cheap, uh, so I grabbed that, and then I got these Bose headset headphones. Um, I don't even know if I'm going to use them, so I might just return them. I, I haven't quite decided yet, but um, those were my Amazon Prime haul. And then just because it was cheaper, I got a Star Wars card game. So, yeah, nice. <laughs> Uh, I think it's called the Empire vs. Rebellion or something like that. Oh, it's a cool. two-player card strategy game. Okay, you bring it in and we'll play and drink mo- uh, do shine. okay? Sounds good. We'll, we'll have to record moonshine, that. But that's not gonna we'll work. have to record that as like a, a special one-off episode. Just <laughs> our antics. Uh, so yeah, that was pretty much what I've been entertained by and doing recently. Uh, I Again, I really hope that you guys have enjoyed those extra podcasts. Um, I would really like to hear your feedback on... Uh, the entertaining chat series or the spoils, the entertaining spoils of uh, series that I kind of started. If you if you want more of those, let me know. Again, they're going to be infrequent. Um, there's not going to be a set schedule like this weekly show will be. They're just going to kind of be whenever. Uh, if I get a guest, if there's um, something that I can put out there. If there's going to be another time possibly where we're on vacation and just doing like short little canned episodes, I might tr- trickle out a few here or there, but... Uh, hopefully you enjoyed them and let us know send me a tweet at Sith Nightmare or the show at Entertaining Pod let me know what you thought of the uh, the extra little shows but Alex I think it's time I think it's time to get small I would agree so let's go ahead and get into our entertaining thoughts for this week Ant-Man. What'd you think? 
Well, alright, first off, let's, uh... Before, I had been doing Marvel movie rankings. I ranked all the movies, you know, from, in my opinion, least to best. And do you think I should do that now? Or do you think we should talk about it and then I do it? Let's talk about it first. Okay. And then you can tell us where you fit Ant-Man in that list. Okay. And then they'll know why. Sounds the listeners. Good. Sounds good. Okay. So, what do you think? I was pleasantly surprised. I was too. Okay. I'm going to be forthright, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't expect. know what to expect. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So, with Guardians, when that came out, I didn't know what to expect either, but I was looking forward to it because it looked fun. It looked really cool. Chris and Pratt. Yeah, Chris right? Pratt was in it. Uh, and it had a tree and a raccoon. And right. I, I was like, that sounds really cool and interesting. So, I was excited for that one. Mm-hmm. I was never excited for Ant-Man. I, I never got excited for it. I mean, s- sitting there in the theater, I, I went by myself because everybody decided to go to Victoria. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I went to the theater by myself and I was, I was on my phone, like, you know, while the movie was starting up and everything. And I just, I wasn't really too hyped up for it. You're just going to go see it because you want to talk about it. Exactly. Uh, I mean, and I don't have a problem with that. I, I'll watch whatever, uh, you know, but I, I just wasn't looking forward to this like I was like Jurassic World, obviously, mm-hmm. is in its own category. But even other movies that I kind of have an interest to see, which is why I go to the theater on my own terms. Mm-hmm. This was just, I'm, I'm here to talk about it. We'll see what happens. And I was pleasantly surprised. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. There was just, there was a lot of unknown questions about it, right? Like, how interesting is Ant-Man going to be? How is Paul Rudd going to do mm-hmm. as the lead? And what's the supporting cast going to be like? Is the story going to be any good? How's the acting? Typical questions, but it's like, I don't know, you don't have a big name like you did in Iron Man with, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Well, Paul Rudd, he's not an unknown factor. He's not an unknown factor. He's not like Chris Pratt. Do you think of him as a superhero, though? No, but did you think of Chris Pratt as a superhero? Did you think of Chris Hemsworth as a superhero? (laughs) Well, Chris Hemsworth, maybe, just because he looks (laughs) bulk as... But um, not Chris Pratt, but I don't know. You watch Chris Pratt. He's, he's funny. And I don't know. Like Paul Rudd, he, he's kind of like the smaller guy. And mm-hmm. I don't know. And at the beginning, it was a little hard for me to get into his character. I mean, it starts off where he's in prison. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look like he should belong in prison. Is that just me? He well, I mean, looks he, like he belonged in prison. I don't... They, they probably said this, but I didn't don't remember it now. How long was he in prison? Do you remember that? At least... A year, yeah. Because when he got out, the guy made his co- the the guy made the comment that he had been out for a year and they had been cellmates together. So he had been there at least a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much longer he was there for, but yeah, his daughter was... seemed to remember him, and she was quite young, so he couldn't have been in there too long. It had to be like you know two years. Or yeah, something. Like something. That. So I, mean, I don't I don't know if it I wouldn't say he didn't belong there. Um, it looked out of place. I guess is what I was trying to say. It, he didn't look like a hardened. And I guess maybe he's not supposed to be, right? Because well, it was that, a nonviolent crime. Yeah, that's not his personality, right? He wasn't. He didn't do a violent crime. He mm-hmm. hates violence. That's true. I think he said that. Um, and he was he burgled. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, he it, opens by punching yeah. someone else, right? So it was funny because uh, you know he hates violence, but he has it a little little bit there. But uh, I think it was actually uh, kind of appropriate for him not to look in, not to look for him to look out of place mm-hmm. because. A, anti-violence, he wasn't really a criminal. I mean, he he did this one thing because 
He tried to do the right thing. No one listened. He hacked through their stuff and then got in, uh, you know, yeah. broke in and put all the stuff out publicly and got arrested for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he wasn't, yeah, he burgled, but it wasn't uh, for mal malpurpose. So after seeing it, the whole movie, do you still look at Paul Rudd and you think action star, superhero? No, I'm going to say this. I don't classify, I don't think that Ant-Man is an action movie. It, it's actually it's not comedy. listed as an action movie. I think it's if comedy. You, it says sci-fi thriller. I wouldn't call it a thriller either. That's what it says when I was looking up Showtimes on uh, Google. It says sci-fi slash thriller. I would I would just call it like sci-fi slash comedy. Comedy, hilarious. I mean, in that regard, Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, perfect. Oh, let's talk about that too. Michael Douglas, right? Starts out. Amazing. With him being like the young, the young face. Amazing CGI to make him look young, if that was CGI. Oh yeah, it was. They could have. They I think the same kind of thing they did in Tron when they de aged mm-hmm. Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Well, it could have been. He looked. It was almost perfect the way that he looked. It could have been a frame of an older version of himself that they put in the movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how perfect it looked. I mean, if you look at it long enough, you can probably kind of start to see the flaws. But, you know, seeing it in the theater and yeah. not pausing it and looking really close, it looked okay. A couple times it looked a little bit odd, but mm-hmm. it was fine. It looked really good. But, I mean, in comparison to, like, the other guy that was supposed to be a lot younger than him, um, he looked pretty much the same. They just You could tell they removed, like, the wrinkles from his face and the blemishes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but they did a great job on Michael Douglas. Yeah, absolutely. And then they aged up Haley Atwell there, and then yep. they uh, uh, Howard Stark, his yep. his character was uh, aged up a little bit, which is interesting. I was that nineteen eighty nine? Did it say? Yeah, at the very beginning. So Howard Stark was alive in eighty nine. So I'm wondering, with him still being alive, when he dies, and if we ever see that or know that ha- how that happens. My theory tying into the end of this movie. Which, by the way, spoilers. Uh, why? Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of this movie, there's a stinger after the credits. You stay after the credits, right? Is that a uh, is that a pun right there? A stinger. I always call him stinger. Okay. Because yeah, it's at the end. You know what I mean, though? Because it it's isn't it a wa- it's wasp? Oh, at the end. No, that's during. But the the costume at the very end. And that's the very end. At, so after during, the credits. After the credits, it's not Wasp. What is it? It's supposed to be a new, like the new Wasp, right? Because they were working on it for her mother. That's during the credits. There was a scene after the credits. I saw the scene after the credits. Which was Captain America. Oh, I didn't see that one. And Bucky. What? And, no, that wasn't. And Falcon. Dude, did I get gypped? You, you left the theater before it... You left the theater before and said, have you enjoyed your presentation? Are you serious? No, I, the, the credits rolled, then that scene rolled. And then credits kept going. And then it ended, nope, then it ended and the lights came up. You get gypped. Are you serious? You got hosed. <laughs> so, at, I'll describe the scene to you. So, okay, spoiler. <laughs> For Alex Re- now. Real spoiler. So yeah, so that that was during the scene where it was him and his daughter. And she's like, about time. Right. You know, the wasp suit. That'll be really cool when that gets her. Right. And I, I get your pun statement now. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Wow. That's actually starting pretty to feel good. crazy. <laughs> but after the credits, you see um, 
Captain America. Okay. Talking with Ma- uh, Falcon. Okay. And they're like, you know, I don't. They were talking about Stark, that he's not going to like this or he won't like this. Tony. Yeah. Okay. And then it pans down and you see Bucky okay. sitting there, like all distraught and stuff. And so I think that's going to be like the the catalyst for Civil War is Bucky. Because my theory is Bucky killed Stark, uh, Howard Stark. Oh. So that would be my, my theory. Okay. Iron Man obviously would want him dealt with. And then him being a close friend of That's why he Steve, wouldn't like it, right? That caused that riff, you know, because wow. Bucky wasn't under his own control, but Tony being Tony, I think that could be one of the causes of the uh, the Civil War, which interesting. I, don't, I don't know if that's the next one or if it's not, but it's next year for sure, I think. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so wow. at the end credits, it was a really cool, awesome little scene. I can't believe they didn't show you. That was... Well, I went in an off time. There were only like three people in the theater. So, still, I mean, I, there's I, there's still movie, and it was an IMAX 3D on the Pacific, <laughs> blah blah wherever I. Uh-huh. So yeah, I did see it in IMAX 3D, by the way. Which I'll I'll comment this is it was the best presentation I've seen, and it has has to do with the theater I saw it in too. Okay. So I saw it at the the Boeing IMAX 3D or IMAX theater at the Pacific Science Center in Seattle, Washington. Ooh, there you go. So I, I feel saw like they need to add a few more words in there to really <laughs> capture the, the name of the yeah, building. To really describe where we're going. Um, so it was a really cool presentation. Awesome. The best IMAX experience I've been to. Uh, way better than Navy Pier IMAX. I'll have, just have to say that. And that's because better. of the theater you're saying. Because of the theater. And then the, the IMAX glasses. Everybody else has been giving you like these little IMAX 3D kind of danky plastic looking glasses. This place, there was like a, a lens on those glasses that looked like legit glass. Oh, wow. That, like, if you looked at it, you'd see your, your face's reflection and, and all this other stuff. It was actually really cool. Um, it was a Dolby uh, so glass that was made. It's a Dolby something on the inside of it. Wow. So, but it was an IMAX uh, uh, presentation and everything. It looked really, really good. Best IMAX presentation I've seen for anything, uh, taking everything into account. Yeah. And the movie was actually really well done for 3D anyway. I yeah. think you saw it in 2D. I did. But, I mean... Even just sitting there, I, I saw it in 2D just because of the way that the time worked out with my schedule and everything, but like even just watching it in 2D, you can tell that it's a movie that's going to translate real well to 3D. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a great movie for you to see in that specific theater. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of it was obviously going to be CG, and that's usually the best way to get 3D um, because, you know, when he shrinks down, the ants are big and everything. Yeah. So with this movie, uh, like I said, I think it's more of a comedy than it is an action movie, right? Because mm-hmm. it, the supporting characters, any time that they're on the on the screen, I'm laughing, pretty yeah. much. Oh yeah. Those the other three guys, the, yeah. the driver, the hacker, and oh, then I forget his, his friend, his cellmate. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna whistle. Like any, whenever he told a story, I was like, this is amazing. He always had this stupid smile on his face too, uh-huh. like the whole time. Like, like even you know even, where... even when there's nothing going on, he's just standing there smiling. Like it's just hysterical. Yeah. He he was excellent. Like the supporting cast in this movie is really really good. Yeah. So, uh, Michael Douglas, like you said, did a great job. It, okay, and from the comics, I never cared for Ant-Man, Hank Pym, because he was like a wife beater. He was just a horrible human being. I don't think that this is the same Hank Pym as that one, mm-hmm. because obviously when 
when he's talking about losing his wife and everything, those were actually really good scenes. And that scene where he, he comes clean with his daughter and tells her how his mom, or how her mom actually died, mm-hmm. was actually a really good scene. And then, like, Paul Red's like, oh. Right. The need. Yeah. yeah. The, com- the comedy factor comes back in. Yeah. So, again, why I think it's more of a comedy. Yeah. But. I would agree. The way that it was shot definitely is a, a very light, lighter tone. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it had its serious moments, and then it had its, you know, emotional moments, but. I mean, even the beginning when they were rolling the Marvel credits, right? Mm-hmm. The music that they were playing over the top of it, it was just like a light, fun. It wasn't, you know what I mean? It just mm-hmm. kind of set the tone. Right. I mean, and, and you had in the in the battle at the end with uh, uh, Yellow Jacket. I think that's what they call them. Was Yellow Jacket, right? That's what they call the suit, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, so at that battle at the end, I mean, they're fighting on a Thomas train set. You I know. know. <laughs> and the little eyes are it's going back. It's just so great. It's <laughs> it's it's amazing. Um, and then it gets big, and the ant gets mm-hmm. big, and everything. I, it was just a really well done movie. Like I acting agree. was was spot on. The little girl was amazing. I know his right? daughter. Yeah, she's yeah. hysterical. Yeah, she's like, it's so ugly. I love it. I know. And it's just like when you first see the doll, <laughs> what in the world? What was he, he thinking? Well, obviously, he knows his daughter, so that's what she wants. That yeah. So funny. And then the you know the fiance the cop, he. You weren't supposed to really, I think, not like him, but at the same time, he kind of was, like, antagonizing yeah. Paul Red's character. He looked like Robert I, from Everybody Loves Raymond. That's exactly what I thought. Is that right? Yes. Did he not? He, he totally he did. He didn't have the dude yeah. poison. But, yeah, dude, totally. He totally did. But it was really cool um, to see how they all interacted really well. And at the end, you know, how they're all around the dinner table and, you know, the fiance, his ex-wife, their daughter, they're all being able to have dinner like that. Yeah. Really cool scene. Very like, cool. I very, agree. very nice scene. Um, but this, it was a great movie. Like, I agree. I in, in, We went into it, obviously, both you and I. I went into it, I wouldn't say begrudgingly, but knowing that I wanted to talk about it, mm-hmm. knowing that it's a Marvel movie. That was my motivation. That was my fuel right there. That, that, that was really a Marvel movie, that it's going to be integrated in the Marvel universe for all these other movies mm-hmm. and stories that I love, right? But I don't know. Is it better to go into a movie with lower expectations and be pleasantly surprised? Yeah. Or go in there like when the Avengers came out and, you know what I mean, you have this well, super high opinion. bar. Are yeah. we more critical of that movie? But in essence, right, the Avengers is a far superior movie, my opinion. The Avengers? Ant-Man. Yeah, the, the, the Avengers, the not first Age one. of Ultron. Yeah, yeah, just, it's a better movie, right, mm-hmm. for what it's supposed to be. Right. And, but I don't know, I feel like I was more critical when Avengers came out than I am of Ant-Man. You know what I mean? It's because that expectation bar. Right, and like you said, it's the expectation, right? If it doesn't meet what you're expecting it to be, like if it's like, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know if I was one. Uh, Guardians, perfect example. Yeah. I think we both loved that movie. Yeah. Went in there with... You didn't even watch it until we talked about it, right? You didn't even see it in theaters. I saw it just like a few months ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you had no interest to really even watch it. You yeah. watch it and you you liked it, right? It I was, loved it. Yeah. It, it was, was great. one of those great movies that. I'm not doubting Chris Pratt anymore. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. It was one of those one of those movies that you you go in with low expectations, but you really really like it. Mm-hmm. So. And I'll be honest, if we weren't doing this podcast today, I don't know if I would have seen Ant Man in theaters, and I'd be really disappointed. I mean. I may not have either. I didn't see the first Thor in theaters. I think that's the only Marvel movie of this MCU that I did not see in theaters. The Incredible Hulk, I don't think I saw in theaters. I'm or pretty the sure Dark I saw World. That. 
the Dark World. Nobody should see that ever. It yeah, was just, that was... Uh, uh, it, we'll, the Dark World we'll may get, get better. May get better with time as more of the story elements kind of come through because yeah. I think it deals a lot more maybe with some of those. But So, what else is... I mean, I want I want to want to say one thing, though. It, during this movie, seeing him doing the training and stuff with the ants, mm-hmm. like controlling the ants with, the, with his yeah. mind, I was thinking, I don't think I could do that. That would be very difficult to to control mind or ants while you are doing something else. Right, because it's not like you can just think up a command in your head, right? You have to like visualize them. Yeah, doing you it. have to. Yeah, you have to. And then when he was going through the training, you have to be like hundred percent focused on them mm-hmm. in order to to get animals that don't have developed brains even mm-hmm. close to do something like that. It's yeah, it'd be hard. And I. Part of the reason why I wasn't really looking forward to this movie, too, is because it's, it's silly, right? Your hero gets small. That That's his power. I, I get small. Right. They they made it really work well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like he just gets small, and then you have this little guy running around, which his muscle mass is like one hundredth, one one hundredth of a normal muscle mass, but he doesn't lose any strength, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't like that little dude is running around. Like, you know, they showed this couple scenes at the beginning where you couldn't see anything and then the guys were just, like, getting hit and falling over. And I kind of rolled my eyes on like, oh, boy, is this going to be the movie? But it wasn't. I mean, he learned how to fight, right, from mm-hmm. the girl. She mm-hmm. she had, she had what, what some kind of a martial, martial arts background. Yeah. And then in the middle of the fights, it wasn't like they were small, in and out. Yeah, in and out. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. And the way that they shrunk them down, it wasn't like just... Poop. You could kind of see them. Mm-hmm. You the know, little outline. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. I liked it a lot. When when you watch the movie and you're looking at the the shrinking thing, when you first think about it, you're like, "He's just gonna get small, mm-hmm. right?" But I do like how they they didn't just make it like a poof, like you said, and just yeah. there. But it was like a, a controlled thing. Even when he was doing it in and out, they were still yep doing those. Little, it, yeah, it was pick those very up consistent too. throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So let's. Let's see. This has impacts, obviously, for Civil War going forward. I like how he's like, first thing we should do, call the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. And I love, so he sends it to that old abandoned Stark factory. Yeah. And I was thinking in the back of my head, you know what would be kind of funny is if he goes and it's this place, and it was. And it was. And I'm like, this is, this is good. Yep. So he gets there. It's the new Avengers facility that you see in Age of Ultron, so it ties into that. Yeah. Um, and then they have a pretty cool fight scene, him and Falcon. Yeah, that was actually a, a nice fight. Because, again, how... I don't think he'd go up against Cap, obviously. Cap would no. just take him out. Iron Man probably even, too, with Jarvis assisting. Well, not even Jarvis anymore, but uh, Iron Man would, would take him out. Thor would take him out. But it was it was good for that he would go up against Falcon. It was a sub-Avenger, right? Yeah. But I mean, it was still, the B-team. He's a part of the group. He, he's an Avenger. He's an Avenger. And, th- and then he makes the comment. I thought it was hilarious. He's like, well, let's not let's just talk about the fact that I went up against a, an Avenger and didn't die. Exactly. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's awesome. And I love the part where he's like, nobody tell Cap about this. Yeah. You know, it was great. <laughs> uh, and when he went into the suit, it reminded me of, um, there was a, a comic that I read recently that Don actually let me borrow that Ant-Man would go into Iron Man's suit and he had to fix something inside a suit okay. or, else he, I, or else Iron Man would have died. Oh, wow. So Amy was able to go in there, shrink down, and get into the suit and mm-hmm. fix something. Kind of a little different here, you know, removing stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, it was it was well done. I thoroughly I enjoyed it. I agree. And I definitely see the value of having an ability, which I didn't before when you see the trailer. Mm-hmm. Right? You just think, okay, he's small. Mm-hmm. 
so people can step on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kick him around. And I think, like, they were trying to at one point, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, when he was first kind of learning his powers and he shrunk down and he was on the dance floor area. Mm-hmm. That was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And, then, like, when he's trying to jump through the keyhole and that that was when I started to see, okay, that could be really cool, right? If you're running, got to get through the door, you jump through the keyhole or something. Mm-hmm. That's when you really start to see the value of the suit. And then, and then they threw, I didn't, and then they threw the really good twist in there. It wasn't a twist, but it was just it just added. If somebody doesn't know what Ant Man is, you just think, okay, it's a guy that can be the size of an ant, right? Mm-hmm. He can also control ants. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then things start to come together. Right. You really start to see the value of the superhero. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about the hero, but you know, we I think we've just mentioned his name, but the the villain, right? Darren Cross. Yeah, he's not a great villain. I agree. And I've seen articles to this effect too. Marvel really doesn't have great villains in the in these movies, right? Mm-hmm. Half of them die, or more than half of them probably die. Uh, the best not... villains that you have in the MCU, yeah, I think, are um, well, Winter Soldier when he was being a villain was amazing. Yeah, every time he was on the screen, it was very cool. Tense. Yeah, I agree. Kingpin's their best villain, and Thanos, but Thanos, yeah, he's just. Still the guy behind the scenes maneuvering mm-hmm. everything. Ultron was okay, but I still think that Kingpin is probably a better villain than Ultron. And a lot of people had a lot of hype when Ultron was coming out. Mm-hmm. And they were comparing it to, like, what's more, uh, you know, who, who's the worst villain is outside of the MCU universe? Is, just, is it Ultron or is it, like, you know, um, Skynet? And... That's kind of where the expectation was for me, right? Something that would just devastate. And I didn't get that from Ultron. Right, because Ultron was more of a being. Skynet is a network, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, Skynet would be... But you would think that Ultron would have that same ability, but it didn't portray that well. Yeah. That way, anyway. I agree. I don't so, know, maybe these movies aren't supposed to have amazing villains, right? Maybe because they're just... These are just like the first villains that these superheroes went up against when they were learning how to be superheroes. You know, speaking of the villains, right, I really, really wanted Ben Kingsley's Mandarin to be the way he was portrayed. Oh, yeah. You know, in, in the trailers and yeah. everything. Then you have the, the flip where he's not. But I think that particular character could have been an amazing villain that could have endured a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. I wonder where it goes from that because there was that Marvel short where he got broken out of prison i think Mm -hmm. so but i'm interested to see where that one particularly goes but as far as villains go loki is the probably the best so far yeah i mean they had to have gotten good reception from audience Mm -hmm. about loki because that's who they chose to use in the yeah the original the avengers movie yeah because i mean he's he's was used a lot in the avengers he was in thor both of them he was there uh, he hasn't been anywhere outside of those movies, but... They make reference to him in Age of Ultron, too, and a couple other, but... Yeah. Yeah. But he he's a good villain. But other than that, yeah, most of them don't don't endure. But when you look at Zod, or... All right, let's look at DC a little bit, right? DC's in its own league in terms of villains, like... Right, and I'm I almost want to be a about... villain if I'm in the DC universe, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I mean, you look at the, the movie portrayals of, let's say, uh, in Man of Steel... Zod was mm-hmm. a great villain. Yep. Really good. Obviously, he, he didn't last past that movie, but... Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> but he was a good villain. It's okay. They showed me the whole movie in that theater. Yeah, pretty much. 
and then you know you look at Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. I mean, I don't in it doesn't the DC get better universe. Than that. Yeah, in the comic book universe, you don't get villains that are much better than than his Joker. No. Um, I mean, it was just perfect. Yeah. So. I mean, even even Bane was good. I liked Bane. Bane was all right. I mean, I would probably put Bane above half of the villains in the MCU for sure. Oh, easily, yeah. At least. I mean, Ra's al Ghul was great. Yeah. So, I mean, the Nolan Batman films have good villains. Yeah. Um, Where's the (laughs) trigger? The Batman, I don't know, not so much. But let's talk a little bit, actually. So let me do our our rankings here. And then I want to kind of do a little bit, since we have a little bit of time, um, talk about the... The San Diego Comic Con yeah. uh, trailer for Man, uh, Batman vs Superman, Suicide and then Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah. So um, here's my rank. If if you care to, are you starting from the bottom up? Venture. Yeah, I'll okay. do the whole thing just to refresh uh, my memory. I don't think else. I actually ranked mine. Like I, I'm gonna go through with you here, and we'll we'll rank them. You know, but it's obvious that movies are in certain there, tiers. There's gonna be certain right? ones. Yeah, there's certain tiers. So my my lowest to my best. Okay. Thor: The Dark World. Easy. The Incredible Hulk. Yep. Thor. Iron Man three. Okay. Captain America. The first one. Yeah. First okay. One. Iron Man two. Iron Man. Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yep. Ant Man. What? The Avengers. Guardians of the Galaxy. And Captain America: Winter Soldier. Ooh, you really liked Winter Soldier, didn't you? Winter Soldier is you really amazing. Put it up movie. there. Wow. It's, it's, I mean, outside of being a comic book movie, it is an amazing film. Yeah, it's definitely better. It's definitely better than the original Captain America. But I did like the original Captain America. Yeah, it was good. I mean, there's nothing, nothing really wrong with it. But when I made these lists, it was after I'd watched them and I kind of you know put them all in order. And the things that there were things that other movies did that spoke to me a little bit better. Obviously, yeah. Iron Man. I'm a big Iron Man fan. And I think a lot of people were. Yeah. So. So, and I, it's divisive because Iron Man 2, some people thought was horrible. But go back and watch it after watching the Avengers. It makes a lot more sense what they were yeah. doing, what they were building mm-hmm. towards. At the time, it felt a little off. But if you go back and watch it again, I think it looks, it, it watches a lot better. So that's my ranking from least to best. My number four is Ant-Man, which is surprising. I figured he would have been under Captain America or in that same yeah, in that area. Yeah, in that little bracket. I would agree. I still think I rank The Avengers as the, my favorite film. And I don't know if that's fair because they had a lot of action packed with a lot of different stars in there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's it's just one of the movies that I want to sit and rewatch over and over again. It's just yeah, And I could too. I mean, honestly, because always on my phone... I have Avengers and Guardians because I could put any of those movies on at right. any time and just watch it. Captain America, I, I could Winter Soldier, I could do that, but mm-hmm. I really like just sitting down and watching it on my TV at home with surround sound on sure. and just enjoying the movie because it's it's really good. Yeah. But I mean, the Avengers, Guardians, Guardians, Cap, yeah. Winter Soldier, you can't go wrong with any of those movies. See, I really like the first Iron Man. First one was great, and I'm ranking at number three. On mine. So, what's your one, two, so, three? So, Avengers, the Avengers, number one, followed by Guardians, then the original Iron Man. That was just kind of like, that was the point when I saw that movie that I just kind of was broken into the MCU in the film. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was just like, I just want to see everything now. I want to see all these movies. 
And then right under that, I would put Winter Soldier. Then Ant-Man, then Age of Ultron, and then the other ones that you listed under were probably how I would order them, too. We definitely know that Dark World and Hulk are the worst. of Those are in its own tier. And <laughs> Thor, the original Thor, if it wasn't introducing you to the character Thor, it'd be right there in that tier. But I rank it a little bit higher just because it was kind of like, you know, here's Thor. Yeah, and that wasn't a bad movie. It was interesting. Yeah. But, but it just, I think these other ones have gotten better over time. I agree. So there's our rankings. What do you think, dear listener? Where, where would you place Ant-Man? I'd be curious, because I was pleasantly surprised, and I would see a sequel to Ant-Man now, and definitely in the theaters. Absolutely. So, let's let's talk a little bit here about, um, since we're still kind of in the comic book realm of things, at San Diego Comic-Con, they released two trailers, right? First was the Superman vs. Batman, the new trailer for that. Mm-hmm. Showed... Bruce Wayne, Batman, and it also... Batfleck. Batfleck. So it showed him, and he was in Metropolis, evidently, when the events of Man of Steel went down. Which, I'm going to say this. If nothing else, I want to watch Man of Steel again because of this trailer. I would agree. It's been a while since I've seen Man of Steel, but it hasn't been that long. I'll probably wait until closer till the movie is going to be released because we're still well over a year off. Yeah, we're about a year. We, we have Star Wars in between. Them, oh my gosh, so. I can't even think about anything. <laughs> I don't know, that's another one I'm worried about though because the bar is so high. That's why I'm trying to stay away from all the news. Yeah, I and I'm also trying to stay away from the news from what we're talking about next week with the new Mission Impossible. Oh yeah. But it, you're inundated. Anything. On the Xbox dashboard, yep. there's, like, advertisements for it. And did you get the preview of the behind-the-scenes Mission Impossible Rogue Nation during Ant-Man? I don't think I got behind-the-scenes so one. But I've I, seen it where he does the stunts and stuff. Where he does the stunts, especially the one where he was hanging on the on side the of the plane. That was just really cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that one as well. But let's talk about Sorry. the man, Batman versus Superman trailer. Yep. Looks really cool. And I'm going to say this. Not every movie has to be like a Marvel movie. Marvel, Marvel, they they are excellent at what they're doing now. They have some darker movies, but they have some lighter movies. Like Ant-Man, I would call it a lighter movie. There were people that died. Actually, a lot more if you probably look at it. Yeah, and they showed. Remember the little gook? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people <laughs> actually gross. died in Ant-Man. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there can be darker movies. Like, I would call um, Winter Soldier a little bit on the darker side. Um... But most of their movies are a little bit lighter in tone. And, and when you compare even the darkest of the Marvel movies to, like, this Batman versus Superman... From what we see in the trailer, at least, from, yeah. From the trailer, it's completely different. Oh, yeah. So much darker. I mean, it not just because the subject matter, matter appears to be darker. Obviously, two heroes, two iconic heroes fighting each other. Which yeah. Is, I've always wanted to see that yeah. in, in, I in think the, everybody the screen. Has, yeah. Um, but then, like, just the way it's filmed, right? It's, yeah. it's all always dark. I don't yep. even think there was a scene with, with light, except maybe once when you saw Clark or uh, Superman flying. Yeah. Uh, trying light to help someone. Light is the only time lightning. That's it. That's the light. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just dark, pitch black, rainy. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know. So it, it looks really good, though. They're getting darker. DC, you know I mean? You go all the way back to, like, you know, Batman, like, well, Even Michael that Keaton. was dark. That was dark back Michael then. Michael Keaton. Back then, that was dark. 
In 89. Yeah, but then you look at Jack Nicholson's Joker compared to Heath Leather Joker, and it's just completely different. They're getting darker. Right. You know what I mean? It's right. Just As to a along. new extreme. Yeah. So, I don't know. It kind of makes me wonder. I'm not going to not go see the movies. It just kind of makes me wonder, like, when's enough, when is enough enough, and how dark do they think they have to make it to, to get the story across? Right. And, I mean, I'm not opposed to a story being dark. It can be, yeah. as long as it has a good par- purpose. I don't want it to just be dark for dark's sake. Just yeah. like, oh, look how look how gritty this is. Yeah. Batman! You know? And that's kind of how I feel like they're they're trying to go about it. Which I, I don't get that interpretation from this particular one, right? Just from the trailer. Just from the trailer. And we only see glimpses. So. Right. So from, from what I interpret with the trailer, Bruce Wayne, you know, he's in Metropolis, sees the building crashing down, runs towards it when everyone's running away, which is a cool scene. Very cool. Um, and then, obviously, I think Luther is probably playing a part in manipulating him to think, like, mm-hmm. oh, this the Superman guy. Oh, oh, man. And then, I mean, you even saw that there were these um, these militants in the desert that had the, the red logo yep. on, or Superman's logo on their on their chest, and Batman was in combat fatigue. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so it looks really interesting with the storyline they're going to do because the way I think what's going to happen is he's going to have to investigate what's happening. This guy destroyed Metropolis, which I'm super glad that they're going this route and addressing all the destruction yep. in Man of Steel. Because if he, if you just continued past that, like kind of like Avengers did, you know, because in Avengers Manhattan got tore up pretty well, but they have been talking about like in King or in uh, Daredevil that was a big focus. One of the plot lines was rebuilding the city, right? And then them being corrupt from that. They but, even made reference to it in Ant Man mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, so I mean they they at least made reference in this one. With all the destruction, all the lives that were lost during Superman fighting Zod, yep. I think it's going to be a cool story. I really want to see it. And I want to see it n- more now than I did before. Yeah. So now I don't want to see anything else about this movie, honestly. I saw Wonder Woman was in it, and yep. I knew that Wonder Woman is in it, Aquaman and Flash make appearances, I think, or a reference to. So looks good. Yeah, I agree. I'm, pr- I'm pretty excited. I mean, I, I just like... All these movies that are coming out, I just like the direction that there's always something in theater for me to see now. I love it. It's good. Yeah, it's good for for people that love comic books Mm -hmm. and superhero movies. So the other uh, trailer that was, so it was leaked, and then Warner Brothers got really mad about it being leaked. And then they're like, they had this horrible statement. Mm -hmm. Like, whoa, because of this, I don't know. Begrudgingly, then they released this this good version of the trailer. I watched it. I liked it. I think it's a cool, another moody kind of trailer. Suicide Squad obviously is a lot different than anything that you would see in Marvel. Yep. Uh, I, the Have you ever read either the comic book story? I have or, not. In Arrow, you get to a point where they're introduced in, in Arrow, so you'll kind of right. get some exposure to yep. what the concept is. So, I think that'll be really cool. In the trailer, you saw. You know, all most of the villains, if not all of them, that become the squad. And then Harley, mm-hmm. obviously, I think she's going to do a good job. I think she looks great. Yeah. And a lot of people were saying, a lot of people made comment that the actress that they cast... Margot Robbie. Yeah, is, like, perfect for the role. I'm looking forward to seeing how they... Honestly, of all the DC movies that are slated... I'm, I don't know if I'm more excited for Batman vs. Superman or Suicide Squad, which is a good thing to have, because... Mm-hmm. Before, I wasn't really all that jazzed about Batman vs. Superman. Now I am. Right. I was always jazzed because of Suicide Squad, because of the concept. Different, yeah. Yeah. 
So I'm uh, looking forward to both of those. I think both of them look good. Jared Letter's letter. Jared Leto's Joker. Mm-hmm. You get to see him at the end. The laugh, that little cackle that he had, was interesting. Yes. Really, I think that's cool, the way that they had that cackle. Yep. Um, it sounded like he was trying to maybe sound a little like Heath Ledger's Joker I when agree. he was talking. Yep. Um, really, really mad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, a little bit of a, a channeling that. Yep. So, we'll see how it goes. I, I'm looking forward to the Suicide Squad. And I think in that one... You saw the Sons of Batman with the, the, the guns and stuff. Like yeah. You saw that mask yep. Batman. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how that all, all goes through. I think both of those look really strong at this point. Um, I think that they will do well. It's the And it's like you said, it's the concept that you're really intrigued by. Yeah. And that's the same for me as well. So that leads me to our question for the listeners this week. What is the next comic book movie that you're looking forward to the most. So this year, yet we still have Fantastic Four, which yep. I don't really, That's like Ant-Man to me, honestly. I'm not looking forward to that movie. I'll go see it, but I'm not looking forward to it at all. I'm looking forward to it less than Ant-Man. Oh, really? Than I was looking forward to Ant-Man. I was looking forward to it a little more than Ant-Man, but after seeing Ant-Man, I'm not Keep too Keep your expectations low yeah, on Yeah, the though. bar's down <laughs> there. Yeah, so I'll be pleasantly surprised again, I'm sure. Um, so that's coming out yet this year. Um, you know, next year we have... The slated movies with like Civil War, uh, Batman vs Superman, I think is next year. Uh, Suicide Squad, I think is next year. I don't, I can't yeah, remember all the slates. Twenty seventeen for for all these movies to come out. Black 20... Panther is sometimes sometime soon. There's a Spider Man movie that they're yeah. going to be making now. Which they're restarting Spider Man again. Yeah, yeah. So How about that. that they're another, screwing up one of the best discussion. superheroes. Come on. So. Alex, what would your answer be? What is the next comic book movie that you're looking forward to the most? I, I don't know if it's a comic book movie that I'm looking forward to. I, I'm looking forward to seeing all of them just because of the, what they've done so far. What I'm most excited to see is I want to see Spider-Man integrated with the Avengers. Did you like that little call-out for Ant-Man? In, or in Ant-Man, they said, we got guys that swing now. Guys yeah, that, guy that swing. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I, I want to see. That's so bad. I want to see Spider-Man integrated with the inventors so next superhero movie i'm looking forward to civil war yeah civil war has to be yeah for me um it has to be civil war as well yeah it just that's it's the obvious choice yeah it, it's captain america versus iron man <laughs> i mean it's like batman versus superman yeah but except i care more about at this point exactly iron man and captain america because exactly. those are my two favorites yeah my wife's favorite is cap mine is iron man there could Ooh, be a little so bit of that. what's that going to be <laughs> I like? Don't know. Oh my gosh! You I was, better hope for some kind of truce at the end of the. Yeah, right? and I was I was describing to her what the concept is behind it. And she's like, yeah. oh, that's true. So, um, that's our, our question for you guys. Uh, what is the next comic book movie that you're looking forward to? Send us a tweet or an email. Uh, you can get that here in a little bit. Next week we'll be talking about Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. Looking forward to that movie. I don't want to see any more trailers, but I don't think. I can't watch TV or go on my Xbox without seeing an, an ad for it at this point. So I'm really hyping it up. Do you think it's the last one? I doubt it. If it makes money, no, it's not. If it's profitable, they're going to make another one. The synopsis seems to point as it being the last movie. They're well, going on one they... last mission, but I feel like they've always said that. It's like, I'm yeah. just doing one more, one more, one more. That's, every mission is the last enough, mission. Enough's enough, Ethan Hunt. Yeah. Well, he's already had his fever dream, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, looking forward to continuing our look at Mission Impossible with that next week. Um, I don't know if we've been ranking the Mission Impossible movies. I think we may have been, but... I think we just, did, just but kinda... we will next week as well, after yeah. we see the fifth one. So... Yeah, because you, can... you put Ghost Protocol at the top, you remember, and I still like three better. And by the way, I watched Ghost Protocol again after our discussion oh on the plane to Seattle. Mm-hmm. That's a good movie. And I, it, I didn't say that it no, wasn't no. a good movie. And it ties in at the three. end. At the end, it talks about the syndicate, which is the yeah. villain of the new movie. Okay. So it'll be a direct like sequel to it, which is, which is nice. So they're getting more creative with the titles too. Three, two. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, and you can send us a review, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. If you leave us a review, you know, it might be kind of nice to hear what you think. Absolutely. Because when you leave reviews, other people are able to easily find the podcast. And if you enjoy it, maybe somebody else might too. Or if you don't enjoy it, leave us a review. I mean, be honest. We just we want to know. And you can contact us on Twitter, at EntertainingPod. Send us an email, that's entertaining at gmail.com. Alex is on Twitter. At D-O-U-E-1-H-1. Same thing on Xbox Live. Play Destiny with Alex. He Play wants, Destiny. He wants Destiny Weekend buddies. Destiny Warrior right here. <laughs> and you can get me on Twitter at Sith Nightmare, S-I-T-H-K-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E. And I am on Xbox at Spider Jedi. Yeah. Pretty cool <laughs> I've had that for over 10 years. Have you? Wow. Yeah. Like when it was first, when I first got my Xbox, I got Xbox Live, I think. I may have had, no, I had my Xbox before Xbox Live came out, but I got it shortly thereafter live launch. So I think my, because on Xbox Live, it has a little number next year. Thing. Yeah. Uh, my, I think this is 11 online. Oh. So. Anyway. Original. OG. OG. We thank you for listening this week, and we hope that you have been entertained. <laughs>